All right, welcome back to Anything Goes with Joe and Carla. All right, guys. So this is episode seven, and we're finally the finishing the marriage topic Hopefully, today. Hopefully, yes. <laughs> Let's get right to it, sweetheart. Okay. What are you into? What we're into. What am I into? Well, I'm into podcasts that are more um, geared towards uh, discussing nature. So I've got podcasts the Sierra. Well, I think it's over country. Nature. Yeah. So I think the title is over country Sierra or something. And I've never listened to a podcast that discusses nature. I've been listening to podcasts for years. And then the other years. one is Nat Geo. And you'd think that these are like highly visual. That's what I was thinking. Like, oh, look, there's a bird. Too bad you can't see it. Which is why I like it. Because then they have uh, they have a way of utilizing words to describe everything that they see. And when they do it, it's actually more powerful than you actu- seeing the actual thing. Because it's just so descriptive. So what are they like? I'm looking at the tree. Like that? Yeah, I can't. I can't really pinpoint. <laughs> but they're they're trying to describe everything. Like when they talk about mountains, they talk about the ranges and what they see, and it's just so. The it it they're, they're, it's like they're painting a vision or a, a picture using their words, and it may it actually makes you see it, and because you actually see it, uh, I mean, like it. Um, produces an image in your head that it makes you want to go to there. really go there so so it, what and do plus they i describe? think okay like, what's sorry the picture they're looking at are they looking at an animal are they looking uh, at different a- things like they would um talk about the mountains they would not really i, have, I haven't encountered animals yet but they're more like landscapes and the thing is if they they talk about a river they add the sound of a river Ah, uh, so there's so parang I think it's a mix of words and sounds, and it's I don't know why that's so like it's so. Do powerful. you find it relaxing? Yeah, like you personally. Well, I think it's also because of the way they talk. They're very. I think you wouldn't be relaxed if the the person who's describing it is just too. If it was me, energetic. Look at that yeah. tree. Oh my god! Oh, you missed it. You missed it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but parang quality of voice then. Uh, depending on the person describing the reason why I'm asking the image because you're someone who loves nature so much Mm -hmm. and and is it scratching that itch for you? I think so it's at least for now like given the circumstances we're in with the pandemic and the ECQ and all of that yeah you know I think a big part of it is now that I think about it um, is the whole audio part because you feel immersed when the sound is so close to you. That is true. Hey, and look if at you're you, looking at, um, say, like a TV or something, if you like did watch a um, a BBC uh, documentary, <coughs> it would give you the image. But if you didn't have like like the surround sound that comes with it. It's kind of hard to get into it. Or at least you just see a picture. Right, But right. you don't feel like you're in it. Right, right. You know, there, there really is uh, th- th- those studies about sound and how immersive uh, they can be. The reason why I'm asking is mm. there are a lot of people who are like you, who are stuck inside now and want a fix of nature. But it seems like nature needs to be experienced, needs to be... Uh, 
uh, scene. So if I can't do either of those things, how do I get my fix of nature? Mm-hmm. So thank you for those of you uh, nature thank lovers you out there. Thank you to Apple Podcasts because they, I think it comes up in my suggested ones. Different from what they suggest on Spotify. Eh? Spotify is more like I feel like lifestyle in the sense that you know you you get to hear a lot of overheard stuff. Right, right. Yung parang uh, somebody talking like us, diba? About life and this and that and then they would suggest those to you. But op- Apple kasi gave me a, a bunch of like nature stuff. That's so helpful. Uh, actually, in tomorrow's preaching in Katipunan, I'm, or by the time people listen to this, uh, it would be last week's preaching in Katipunan. Mm-hmm. Uh, I talk about how, you know, one of the ways we encounter God is experiencing Him through nature. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering, like, how can someone in ECQ do that? So, this is one way. Do you so want to say got, some of the, yeah, so what they are now? Well, the podcast that I listened to so far is Overheard by Nat Geo. And then the other one is Overstory, the Overstory Asiera Club podcast. Cool. And this is where I learned that the brand North Face is actually kind of like a sister company of Esprit. Okay. This is by the same guy. And the reason Esprit. why I got into that is because they have this episode on rewilding Esprit. Patagonia. And yes, there is that one. There is um a part of South America that's been bought by this American couple and the guy there is the one who started Esprit with the first wife. And then when he remarried, started North Face. And they say that this was his kind of North Face is an answer to the capitalistic side of him. Because he founded Esprit. And, you know, that was like the height of global, the start of globalization and and capitalism. What do they call it? Fast fashion. Fast fashion. And then now he's like kind of turning back from his old ways and then yeah wow. just um focusing more but he's dead now that's patagonia or north face no um patagonia is a place but this is north face that he started patagonia, but patagonia is a place. the brand does something similar right like yes. they're like long-lasting clothes yeah, but patagonia is um a place so we're talking about rewilding patagonia as the place okay okay yeah cool so anyway, if you ha- we have nature lovers out there, you go and check out those podcasts. Yeah. And I've got a question that I want to ask the people about mm-hmm. fast fashion because I do find it concerning. I find uh, predatory uh, commercial practices concerning. Though I would also ask, like, what's the alternative? Because these places, these companies do give jobs in mm-hmm. places. And if the people didn't want the jobs, they could walk away. So, But I am concerned about it. I'm concerned about the damage to the environment. I'm just wondering, like, what's the alternative? Um, if I'm not going to make my own clothes. That's not the topic of the day, but if you guys have thoughts, let me know. I did read an article that said, if you really want to be responsible with your clothes, wear them more than once. Like, at least wear them 30 times. And I'm like, oh, okay, I do that in two months. So, mm-hmm. sure, <laughs> I wear my clothes all the time. So, you know, does that sanitize my fast fashion buys? Anyway, anyway that's a different topic. Okay, yeah. what I'm into. Yeah. I'm into The Office, and uh, you know that uh, anybody who's around me long enough will know that. And I just love The Office. It's the most, uh, my favorite TV series ever. I could rewatch it anytime. I could jump in anytime. I could jump in any season, any episode, any part of the episode, and I'll know where we are. Probably not seasons eight and nine, because after Michael Scott, it kind of drops off. 
but it's amazing. It's it's perfect. That's it. I have no words. <laughs> and he he actually listens to the Office Ladies podcast. Yes, yes, I love it. Hey, you listen to it. What do you think about it? I think they're cool. I'm just not into the office as much as you do. So I can't really probably like listen to the podcast all the time. Yeah, it's a rewatch podcast. So generally people watch it, then they listen to the podcast. Yes. But for people like me and a, a number Maybe of other people. Maybe could start something like that about, I don't know, no, Chloe or something in the rain. <laughs> yes, if you want. But you, you got to be like watching together. Yeah, exactly. Right. We're actually going to do that. Well, we can't Soon. promise. But anyway, we've got stuff in okay. the pipeline. Mm-hmm. The pipeline is just our two heads. So yeah. So there, I love the office. Um, in fact, anytime, uh, anyone who's into the office who's got stuff about it, I I welcome it. Please spam me with those things. So every time I send an Insta private message, an Instagram private message, the first name that pops up isn't even yours. Can you guess whose it is? It's like, send this to blank. Who would it be if we're talking about The Office? Um, Mika. Yeah. <laughs> Mika Reyes. <laughs> Hi, Mika, if you're listening. Or Pawi, if you're listening. So Mika is, uh, well, I've known her since she was a little kid. A fellow kid. fan. Yeah, she's a friend of uh, of, of, of ours. Of, uh, their family is a friend of ours. And so, um, super fan of The Office. So we always send each other Office finds from around right. the world. So. so for the office lovers, I do think it's a great show. It's amazing. Um, I'm just not into it as much as my husband. But if you guys are fanatics, I think it's a great show. Siguro, let me just say this for the people who have tried to watch it. Because I've met a lot of people like that. And who say, oh gosh, it's just terrible. It's terrible characters. It changes in season two. And there are a number of people who've discovered that about it. Where... Season one is so obnoxious, Michael Scott, the boss, uh, Steve Carell. And then they kind of do a rewrite. Even like physically change the way he looks, Did they change rewrite the way his because hair Because they feel like he wasn't really working well in the season well, it's, in season one. If you kept him at that, you would have ended at season one. Because mm. no one would have loved him. Mm-hmm. Um, which is why the British one I have one, a question. So how did they write this? Did they write this as they were like doing the series or is it like a contained series where they had everything written out and it's just a matter of shooting and nobody changes anything oh no they were changing a lot okay. and one of the things i love based about on it, um how people were receiving how people also were responding yeah. but what i loved about it was and every both in the office ladies podcast and when you like read interviews by the production staff such a uh, no trust between the writers right. and the actors and actresses on it, or actors, uh, since you don't say actresses anymore, apparently. So between the writers and the actors on the set, they super trusted each other. Um, and it's amazing writing. So for those of you who don't like it because of that, it does change by season two. And season one is only six episodes. Secondly, if you're saying it's awkward and painful to watch, <laughs> that's the point. <laughs> it is so awkward it's just terrible so that's what I love about it anyway so it's really 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 good uh, The Office and if you're gonna ask me if, if, if I like the British one or the American better obviously I like the American one better because it lasted way longer the British one is fine um, it's good it inspired it everyone admits that but uh, you know the, the American one had more runtime, so I like that better yeah so for the fans of The Office 
just let us know. Yes. We're going to see you on the Facebook yes. group. <laughs> All okay. Right. Let's go to our topic of the day. Topic of the day. Still on marriage. We're still not done. But we're, we're, we're really, really hoping that we get to finish all the questions we will. today. We will. Yeah. All right. Number one. First category is keeping the spark or passion. Yeah. So, well, there were really more specific questions about it. Like after having two kids and then when it becomes management in a marriage, how do you keep the love alive? How do we? Well, you know, we're going to do our best to be empathetic with this. <laughs> But um, we always say this every podcast, yet. Yeah, and, and the reason is uh, we really can't relate to this question. I don't know if it's something about me, but anytime I come out of the shower, it's like, you know, it's like, sweetheart, please, you know, there are people around, <laughs> control yourself. Uh, it's very difficult to. So I don't know. I don't know what the. Can you imagine why they would ask this? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, we can totally relate. Uh-oh. Um. I think one thing, when Carla and I were discussing this question, what do we mean by the spark or the passion? And see, it, 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 we have to have the right mindset in what we're talking about. Because if we're saying we're chasing an emotion or we're chasing a thrill or we're chasing a feeling of, you watch a K-drama, like something in the rain, sweetheart, and you see mm-hmm. how tentatively they reach for each other's hands and you're like, oh, why don't I feel that anymore every time I hold his hand? I'll bet you, if you... Extend that soap opera to 10 years, they still don't, they don't feel that way anymore every time they hold hands. So chasing the emotion is a fruitless, pointless quest. And if you're evaluating your marriage based on that, you're, you're, you're not going to be fair to yourself, uh, to yourselves as husband and wife, because that's really not how it works. That's not to say that there is no cherishing, there's no joy, there is, but it's not something we manufacture or conjure up. So... That's the first thing. Let's let's aim at the right thing. Right. Let's aim at the right thing. And also, um, this is also why I I always tell my single friends who ask for love advice to not focus too much on the spark or the passion because that's one of the easiest things to actually have yeah, yeah. when you are dating or when you really have a crush on someone. It's like so easy to have that spark or passion. But then when you get married it's one of the first things to go as well because you're just with each other. Like part of the the reason why you're so excited to see each other when you're dating is because you don't live in the same house. Yeah, because you, you don't, don't get see each see, other. Yeah. yeah, you don't get to see each other every day. And so one of the first things to go, you realize when you're married, is like that whole burning passion and sparks flying off and you know just you being all excited for each other and you now need to not really manufacture but find that 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 spark and passion all over again and i would have to say that it's part of your job as a spouse to really come up with that because it's 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 um it's kind of a reminder of how of what got the two of you into this relationship because of course i mean we're we're also not the man um we're not corny that way or we're not uh, unrealistic that way to say that you don't need this at all because i think i read it in one of the c.s lewis books that that this thing that you feel the, the head over heels feeling the thing that makes you feel like i am going to do anything just so i can have this boy or this girl is the thing that gets you Mm-hmm. 
right into marriage. Gets, gets you started, yeah. Yeah, it gets you started. You're you want to marry this person that the whole passion burning in you, that gets your your foot into the door. And then once you're inside, you're thinking, what was that about? Was that a mistake? No, I think it's part of the process. It part it's part of what gets you in there, but it's not enough to sustain you for the rest of your marriage. Exactly, exactly. And I think the mistake would be to equate that feeling, that spark or whatever uh thing we're searching for with love mm -hmm. it's a part of love love can contain that thing but just because that goes away that doesn't mean that the love is, is gone is gone and that doesn't mean it'll never come back right because love has the element of decision and commitment as well right and so what's great is with that decision and commitment as the bedrock then we can stumble onto that again and remember and celebrate each other so that's just the, the just to aim it at the right thing. Now, some practices. I think time management is huge. Mm -hmm. um, one of the things, like Carla said, you know, we we when you don't see each other, you want to see each other. You make time for that. Mm -hmm. When you're there daily, one of the easiest things to take for granted is you're just gonna be there daily. Mm -hmm. And that's why the time to be away from with each other, to to stop, to put stuff down. Carly and I have had these talks. We're actually thankful for K-drama because it's something that we can do together again. Yeah, you have to find something to unite about and to be, I think, because life is so serious, no? especially when you have, so one of the questions is like after having two kids and all that, um, life's going to happen. Yeah. You're going to have to adult together. Yeah. You're going to have to pay the bills. You're going to have to mind what to eat for the next few weeks of your life. And all those take up time. And energy. And so you need to carve out that space for you and your spouse where you actually just do fun stuff. And I'd be the first to say that that's not my nature. I'm not, I'm so work driven that I forget to enjoy life. But I think that's how you keep the spark alive by looking for things that you could enjoy together and not be so serious about. And you need, you need to really, it's a discipline. I think that's where the work side of me kicks in, that you need to be disciplined in having this. Uh, it depends on how much of, of it you can afford, maybe like once a week or every day, like small portions of your day that you, you just say, I'm, I'm just going to laugh with my husband for about an hour today. Yeah, I, I'm the opposite. Uh, I'm serious about fun. Like I like the, like the office like yeah. well, like do you, do you not understand how great this series <laughs> is? Do not even compare. Like I, I'm very serious about my fun. So um, on my side, I have had to temper my expectations because I would be like, we need to do something fun together. And she's like, no, we have to work. I'm like, oh, this woman never wants to have fun. <laughs> Di naman, you know? And so we talked about balancing out then, in no? the last episode. And so uh, honestly, pray about it. Like, mm -hmm. God, what can we bond over? You know, and because we don't want to give you prescriptions that, yeah. you know, you need to do this once a week because we don't know your life. We don't know how all of everything that you need to do fits in your yeah, yeah. schedule or your lifestyle but you would know yeah. so just find that but yun nga, yung let's let's remember look i love this person this person loves me and we're gonna work on this together and we'll get there uh whether maybe it's sex sometimes you're like oh we're not having enough time to do it you or we have different uh levels of frequency we want to do it at um one of you is gonna want it more than the other and or more frequently than the other be be patient with one another about that it will be there the point is to celebrate the person and you know what god's gonna give you surprises so like even here i've been grateful so yeah we got into crash landing on you we got into something in the rain 
But then the last week, it was a miracle. It was a miracle. Uh, we watched the last dance and Carla's watching it, the <laughs> documentary and the Bulls. And so we go upstairs and she's like, this is so interesting. Basketball is so complex, blah, blah, blah. So now we're talking about basketball and she actually wants to do an episode somewhere on something about the last dance. And I'm like, wow. The, the point is something to bond over. Something to bond over. Yeah. And also, siguro na lang, I'll add, no? Um, the understanding of seasons yeah. because there are seasons where you really just have to be so busy about something. Yeah. Let's say yeah. you're working or let's say not even working. If you're like a mom and you just gave birth, naman you'll have all of those enjoyable moments every yep. hour of your day. I mean, well and good if it works for you. But if it doesn't, don't be so hard on each other. This is a new season, especially if you're a new mom. You're trying to understand a new person that you've welcomed into your home who is completely different and is changing up the dynamics in your home and even in your marriage yep. so don't um don't don't feel like because i i've i feel like uh I, I get that from some moms like i i'm my my baby is just four months old but my husband is ex- expecting me to do this and do that and it kind of it kind of gives the marriage like some strain because they feel like you've just disturbed this whole marital right. thing that we've got going before this baby came along. But that's what babies do. Yes. <laughs> they really change it up. But it's only for a season. Mm-hmm. You can get your life back at some point. But yeah. Can you kind of tell for the listeners? Can you kind of tell that these are arguments Carla and I have had? Yeah, <laughs> I think the they know which make. ones are sour and sore <laughs> for us. So, yeah. And and so I like that. So Carla's helped me understand the seasons part of it. And uh what she's also took the effort to understand is when I'll say, "Okay, I need I get the season, but give us a break naman. Let's let's take a break." What are we saying then when this kid's in college? Will will we start to enjoy yes. time together? And so we learned to take a break. So one of my favorite breaks recently, when we were still in Manila, oh gosh, this is going to make everyone in quarantine feel uh, confined. But remember like at 1 a.m., no one was sleeping. Philip and and, and Manu wouldn't be sleeping. And we would go out for dinner. You Mm -hmm. know, we would go out and have a midnight snack. And it's just a fun time with you, with me, with the two kids. Because it's off schedule. It's not about requirements. So... You can take those kinds of breaks. Yeah. Yun lang. So that's the keep this love alive. Mm-hmm. So we're moving on to some questions that may be useful for those who are single, those who are dating, and those who are engaged. Yeah. And to begin with, uh, Carla and I want to start that that is an amazing time. It is a great time. I we're love... going to have a podcast about that. We're going to... I, I want to talk to the singles because they've been requesting... This about isn't that? singlehood? No, I don't think so. This is more related oh, to relationships. Oh, this is singleness in eh. eye of marriage. Yeah. And the other one is just single, mm-hmm, singleness. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. Cool. All right. So first fun. question is, he's how, how do we know that he is the one? That's that the most God common question we get. God signs. Yeah. He gave me a sign, actually. The sign was when we said, I do. On our wedding day, that was our that, that that was my that was a time when I finally found out. Oh, he's the one, and there can never be a two, and there can never be a three. He's the one, whether I like it or not. He's gonna be the one, even on days that I feel like he's the one or not. He's gonna be the one. Yeah, um, you know what? It's different for every person. Some people we know 
have had like uh, a prophetic uh, word spoken over them. I, I know people with dreams. I know people like that. Sorry, but I don't really understand that. But okay. Yeah. So here's the thing. You've got people with prophetic words and then they end up together. We've got people who think they had a dream about it and they don't end up together. We have people who don't have uh, dreams and they don't end up together. And we have people with dreams who don't have dreams who do end up together. The point is, what's the outcome? That's how we know. And so um, the problem kasi, with looking for a sign or looking for some kind of mystical confirmation like that is really we are um, abdicating from the choice from the personal responsibility we have in this matter. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not saying the people who had dreams were doing that. You know, if God gave it to them, then great. But if you have that, then great. If you don't have that, that doesn't mean yes or no. That's for you to decide. So when Carla says, you know, I was the one, I am the one, and I, I decided that for her, it was simple. And I like how Pastor Steve said, do you like her? <laughs> Does she like you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, does she love Jesus? All right, then go. I mean, what what are you waiting for? Ganun lang ka simple. It's when we get, become so you know uh, superstitious. Really, that's a lot of it is superstition. It's baptized in Christian terms, but it's superstition. It's like a sign of this, a sign of that. No, do you trust that you've heard from God? Ganun lang ka simple. If you have, they go. If you haven't, eh, but maginagawa. And I think the the thing that I don't like about going ahead of it and saying um, this is what God told me. I mean, it's okay to f- to say that this is what I think God told me. But are you also open to the fact that you might have misheard from him because that happens. I mean, to this day, yep. I hear from God and I, f- I, I, I feel like that's really what he said for the moment. But after some time, I realized, ah, Okay, I think I may, I might have misheard from God. I might have m- heard more of myself, yep. my heart, yep. what I want to happen more than what God wanted to do in my life. And that's okay. Yeah, we're not saying it's impossible to hear from God. Yes. Of course God speaks. The question is, are we open to the fact that maybe we, we misheard? I like this. I'm going to read it in the message version. Mm-hmm. So those of you who are offended by that might want to tone it down by now. But it, 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 Exodus chapter 3, verse 12, when God tells Moses... Okay, I want you to lead the people out of Egypt. And oh Moses, my gosh, I was going to look for the same thing. What? Yeah, the, oh, the sign. MFEO's oh my gosh, we're so MFEOC. That's the sign. That's the Bible verse. Joke. Okay. Don't worry, you're going to be honest. I'm joking. Okay. He says, what makes you think I could go over to Pharaoh and lead the children of Israel out of Egypt? And verse 12 says, I'll be with you, God said. And this will be the proof that I am the one who sent you. Oh, wow. Here's proof mm-hmm, that I'm, mm-hmm, I, I'm mm-hmm. talking to a bush that's burning. Mm-hmm. It's not burning up. Here's the proof I'm not crazy. When you have brought my people mm-hmm. out of Egypt, you will worship God right here at this very mountain. Yep. So Moses is asking God for proof and assurance. And God says, oh, yeah, you're going to get your proof when it's done. <laughs> when it's done and you realize, wow, si Lord nga talaga yon. Until then, you're going to have to go on faith. Mm-hmm. On knowing that you heard from God. Because otherwise, we're going to base it on the sign. Mm-hmm. You know, and so same thing with me and Carla. We had lots to fight over, lots of opposition uh, internally and externally. And the only thing was, why are we doing this? There were a number of fights where Carla would look at me and be like, okay, why are we still doing this? Why do you want to marry me? And I'm like, because I, I want to. I like you. I really love you. I, I want to marry you. And I really think this is what God wants me to do. 
don't you want to marry me? And then she would, well, I do the man. So, <laughs> and then that's when we would move forward. So what's the sign? Did God tell you? Mm-hmm. Do you want to marry this person? Do they want to marry you? Yeah. That's it. And I feel like it's just so dangerous to, to keep looking for the one. Because um, maybe you can recall the times when you felt like that's the one. And then apparently that's not the one. So the next time you feel it again, so ano yon? That's the two. That's the three. So you can just see how that's so flimsy, like basing it on what you feel, because more or less that's kind of like really what you feel lang naman, yeah, yeah. Diba? So you want to base it on really what God has. And encounter ko the other day, Joyce Mayer said she had like something about. Uh, like a talk on how to hear from God. And she said that instead of focusing on what you heard from God or what you uh, heard him say to you, is to concentrate on what he has spoken. When he uh, Look for when he speaks, not what you've, you've heard for yourself. Parang, I don't know if you notice the difference of perspective in there, no? Na you're really focusing more on God more than you are for focusing on what you are receiving from him. Nice. So really just um, being, because, you know, when we hear from God, we want to hear from God. Let's be admitted that we have our own desires. I think that's a very good yeah. exercise for at least no, those who are praying for someone. Now, let's exercise going to God, saying that, God, these are my desires. I really want to end up with blank because he is like this. He's like, you know, God is your friend. You can tell him all of those things. But at the end of it all, say, and if it is your will, let it be done. If not, I believe that you have the best in store for me. That is a great attitude that we can be honest about our feelings mm-hmm. and also decide that God... we don't want you naman to deny. Because the no. more you deny that, the more you repress it, the more it wants to... Get out somewhere. Yeah, and that's what happened to your, you know, desires for me. Mm, no, you... sobra. Oh. Ako lang talaga may gusto sa'yo dito sa podcast <laughs> na to eh. O sige, next, ano na tayo, move on na. Um, what to do when your partner doesn't want to ta- talk about the future? Ooh, that's interesting. <laughs> Yoko niyan. <laughs> ako I, I, personally, I would... kung ako yan, ayoko yon. <laughs> we don't know the, this couple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't know this couple. Um, so I don't know what that means. Because mm-hmm. it could be, like, for example, like you and me, I would jump topics and want to talk about everything immediately. Mm-mm. And I could have said something like that about you. No, oh, she doesn't want to talk about the future. But you might have said something like, I did, just wrong timing, ka, or you were jumping all mm-hmm. over the place. So I don't know if that's what's happening. But if they absolutely don't want to talk about it, like they make that clear and they say, I don't want to talk about the future, I want to enjoy the now, then I would ask you, what is your objective in this relationship? Yeah. And if that's where you want to be, well, the decision mo yan eh. I don't think it's a good idea, but if that's what you want to do with your life, then that's yeah, you. Magandang tanong yun kung bakit niya ba ayaw. At yeah. saka, ayaw ba niya talaga o hindi pa lang niya napag-isipan. Ngayon, yeah. the other thing that I would want to warn you guys about is if, if your partner actually doesn't have any future in mind. Like, lalo na if you've been dating for quite some time, no? Yeah. And there is no, parang apparently, this person is not even thinking of the next few years in your life. Because, why? Well, for me, uh, this is an investment, eh. 
to be with a person, let's face it, you're investing a lot of emotions, a lot of time, a lot of um, a lot of yourself. And when you really spend, parang an investment nga, di ba? When you've uh, put in a lot of cash in there, you'd want a return. Some that this is the reason why you're investing, and this is also why we want something to happen at the end of each relationship. Parang gusto mo na yung end sana naman ito. When I cash in, it's gonna be something that I really wanna cash. Um, I wanna have. So yon parang feeling ko lang na let's be wise about that. Now, if we're investing in something, it's not wrong that you want this to go somewhere in the future. But if you see that your partner isn't even thinking about that, you can you can take it as a, a learning thing for you. Now, I'm studying my partner and I don't think we're on the same page in this. And are you willing yep. to invest even more in that if yep. you know that you're not going to cash in anything in the whatever timeline you have in your mind. Yeah, and I, I don't know if people will be bothered by the term cash, but it really is an investment. Mm-hmm. Uh, something my mom said to me when I was younger that super helped me was, Joe, do you want to build half-finished houses, or not even half, like one-tenth finished houses all over the place? Or do you want to find the one that you're going to stay with and build and stay in that house? Mm-hmm. And she described it that way. So I thought, oh, okay, that, yeah, that makes a lot of sense to me. And it's, it's not like I I didn't have crushes or mga ka-MU, diba, or, or wouldn't go on dates. But I'm glad it didn't progress much further than that. Because, you know, now what would I have to show for it? It it doesn't help my marriage. It doesn't help my parenting. It doesn't help nothing. It, it, it's a fruitless investment. So mm-hmm. I'm, glad just, I, I'm just glad I didn't pour any more into it. So... Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we often find a lot of couples who have dated for quite some time and then they end up like not being together. And that's yeah. kind of sad. But I wouldn't say naman na go go with it pa rin. Yeah, this is, dapat tinuloy nila. Oo, oh, na dapat ituloy mo kahit feeling mo mali kasi 10 years na kayong nagde-date. We don't mean to say that. But if you had an option to opt out of the relationship as early as you could, I think that's better for your heart. Is that the best of God for you? I wouldn't know. That's yeah, just better for now, Re- for Carla. That's better for Joseph. But is that the best of God for you? I don't know. Yeah. If you're in one now and you're debating, you know, you hear this and you're saying, should I move forward, you know, just to make the past 10 years worth it? That's not how to do that. That's not how that works. What mm-hmm. we do is we bring it to God and say, Lord, what do I do with this current decision I have? And I trust you with the past. Now, if you're someone where that's your present, and you're looking ahead and you can already see this sign, then think about it na. And say, wait a minute. Kasi kung eyes open ka naman and you're pouring in money in an investment that you have no assurance, no clue, no pattern of change, well, at least you're not gonna regret, diba? It's money you are willing to burn. Mm-hmm. Basta tandaan nyo lang, where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. So your treasure is yourself, your time, your resources. When you put in so much of that, into something, your heart will follow. And your heart, and if you keep following your heart, you want it to, you want it to, of course, You want to make to, it work, eh? Yeah. <laughs> you want to make it work. And that can really confuse um, so much of what what needs to be present in a marriage. This leads us to another question that they uh-huh. asked you here, sweetheart. It talks about red flags. When to break up when you see a red flag? Or do you just accept it? Some people asked. Mm-hmm. What do you think? 
Ikaw, okay, what do you think? Ano ba kasi ang red flag? Yeah. Yun yung tanong eh. Yeah. Pero kasi lahat tayo, I feel like may personal red flags tayo. Merong mga categories na talagang super red flag. Meron naman na medium red flag. Merong minor na could actually still be fixed. Pink flag. <laughs> I think in general, the, the red flags that apply for everyone... I think should apply for everyone. Um, is really, does this person have a relationship with Jesus that allows them to have a process of change in mm-hmm. their life? And we talked about this in all the other episodes, I think. Mm-hmm. Na anyone can change it and it can all work out for the better. Right. So it's not too late. But the question is, this, is there a, a capability of that based on that person? So if... It doesn't matter if you say na they're a slob or they are hot-tempered or this or that. If they can change as the Holy Spirit changes them, then no one is beyond. Ano. Now, the question is, are, do you want to be a person who's going to absorb a lot of that in order to see that process of change? But it doesn't. it's not necessarily a red flag. Mm-hmm. So I think konti lang yung general red flags. Yun lang talaga, honestly. Now, personal red flags... I would suggest either do a double treatment. Either ask yourself, baka naman hindi siya totoong red flag. So like you being a celebrity, I never imagined myself ending up, uh, you know, with someone artistic or with someone creative or someone in the performing arts. It was just like a, no, that doesn't interest me at all. I don't think I would be into that. But I realized later on that's a personal, not the one red flag, but it was a personal Right. category or criteria I put na hindi naman pala mahalaga. Yeah. And when I got to know you, I'm like, oh, that that was dumb. I don't know what I meant by that. I, mm-hmm. I don't need that. That being said, there are stuff that are essential and they're critical right. for you. So, mm-hmm. for me, for example, being able to get along with you and talk the way we do. You know, where it's super three-dimensional, <laughs> it's interdisciplinary, intertextual, Crucial pala talaga sa akin yun. Hindi ko kayang mabuhay. I guess ito yung mga parang negotiable, tsaka non-negotiable na yeah, tinatawag yeah. natin. Yun kasi mga personal values yan eh. Na, and they're important ha. Kasi I feel like we're all made differently by God. Yeah, and that's fair. That's fine. Yeah, I mean if something just doesn't fit in your um uh, list of values you know, you're free to not go ahead with that relationship. Even if feeling ng iba mababa, what if ma- ma- malalim yun sa'yo? Yes. And what if that causes you to look at that person not in a godly way anymore? I mean, that's not gonna help your relationship further along, di ba? But I think when we're talking about red flags, the first things that came to mind are, let's say, no, a person who has a drug addiction, a person who is maybe a womanizer or if you're if you're the man you you find that this this woman cheats and Mananizer. is not infidelity huh so, mananizer mananizer ano ba yun? um i mean like those things are serious or or let's say if this person has a temper and could possibly beat you up and all that um i think th- those are serious red flags yeah. and even if that person let's say has the capability to change again no we have to 
we have to uh, look at it in the light of how long is it gonna take yeah. for that person to change. If it's a real kind of deep brokenness, I'm not saying that it's impossible for that person to change. But if that person changes, let's say, 10 years or 20 years down the road, kaya pa ba nating tiisin yeah. yun? Kaya yeah. ba nating hintayin yun? Not only that, if it takes that long, you're gonna receive a lot of the, these blows and that might not really be good for you. Yeah. Mentally, emotionally, even spiritually. So you, you have to consider all of those things because if you're just gonna be a punching bag in this relationship, is that gonna be any good for you? And will you turn out to be the person that person needs when he he or she finally changes in that future? Are you still gonna be that same person or are you gonna be beat down already? Na hindi mo na rin kaya to serve in the relationship. But for me, that's not necessarily. I think they said the same thing. Naman. It's not necessarily a red flag. Basta eyes open ka. Na yan yung eyes open mo. and well. I guess ikaw eyes open, but ako, I would seek further assistance from other people to see if it's wise in this season. Right. Because if that person is still going through, because there's a there's a very big difference about past and present. Right. If it's a present um, struggle, it's really it it's trickier than just saying yes go or no don't go. Okay. Okay. Um, few examples. There was a couple we know mm-hmm. while they were dating. You and I were very concerned about the way the the man was behaving mm-hmm. and the way he was treating the woman. So we actually invited the woman out for coffee or something mm-hmm. and tried to convince her to break up with the man, even though we were closer to the man. Mm-hmm. Right? And we were like, hey, our friend doesn't seem to be respecting you. And this woman was like, I know all of these things about him. In fact, I know stuff about him you don't know. And I'm willing to love him through this. And so we celebrated their wedding, you know, when they got married. And the two of us were there and we were happy for them. Um, that being said, the the man has improved a lot. There's still remnants of that. That that's still there. But but I mean, I gotta commend his wife, you know, that that she's like, I knew this was happening. I you know, and she's lifting him up to God and and he's being changed by God also. So, that's what I mean. I mean, there is hope naman talaga. But then again, we'll go back to one of our discussions prior to this. That when you're in the marriage already, there's nothing beyond God. Yes. But before marriage, before you even get to that commitment part, you really... Ha- and I speak also from experience because I was with a, a guy before who was heavily into drug addiction. For four years, I was with him. And... um. I think the thing that made me break it off finally was reading a book about drug addiction and how it's it's not a sure thing that one day they could just slide back. And Anytime. it made me reflect on myself and how how I feel about the whole situation that if this person slides back, gusto mo ba yan? am I still going to be not only annoy, gusto ko, kaya ko pa ba? Mm. So, depends din yan sa'yo eh. Basta ang, ang, ang point ko lang, if you want to go on, that's up to you. If you don't want to go on, it's also alright. Yes. And and we need to know what we mean by going on. Mm-hmm. Because so many people base it on their emotions. Eh? But I love him. But yeah, but like Carla said earlier, emotions are easy that. to conjure yeah. up. But here's the thing. Marriage binds you to that person. Mm-hmm. So if this is a sinking stone, you've tied yourself and your entire family to this 
sinking stone. It will have serious effects on yourself and even on your children yeah. to be with that person. Kumbaga, yeah, when you're your family, this yeah. person could potentially alienate you mm-hmm. from the rest of your family. That is one of the biggest things that I, I'm glad to have thought about before marrying. Na whoever I pick as my spouse, I am actually picking him as a father of my children. And so we need to take that into account and uh, uh, and really think deeply about that. That when you're choosing someone, you're not just choosing someone for yourself, but for the rest of your family. Yep. Wow, that's great. Okay, next, next. question. How to discuss with someone that God is a must in marriage? Huh, that's interesting. Do they not I'm guessing have the that same, this, uh, th- th- it's probably the faith, question about a believer and non-believer. Yeah. Here's my thing. Um, I would totally not hold it against anyone who's not a follower of Jesus, who wants to pursue someone who is a follower of Jesus. You know, there's nothing wrong with that person. They, If they see a Christian and they're like, hey, he's great or or, or, or she's cute. Buti guy, you know? Uh, my, my thing is more with the conviction of the, the person who is a follower of Jesus. Now, before we even talk about shoulds or, or how tos, how important is Jesus to you? Like we just talked about earlier, the, the personal red flags, right? Like, to me, it was important to have someone who I could have these conversations with because conversation is an important part of my life. Jesus is an even more important part of my life. I could lose the gift of speech. I still need Jesus. And so whoever it's going to be has to get that. They have to get that. If they don't get that, then they don't get me. If they don't get me, then what are we even doing here? And it was the same thing for Carla. You know, like, um, look, if, if you're not into Jesus... I don't know what to bond with you over. So that's my question. How true is he for you? Is he essential to you? If he is, then like anything else that's essential to you, the words will come. The way you say, I want you to show up for my family reunions. I want you to treat me this way. I want you to do, I, I want us to do this together because that's essential to you. So essential badalaga. Yeah. I have nothing to add. <laughs> Completely the same take as you. I mean, yeah. It has implications kasi that you don't have the same God in your life. Because even that person who doesn't have God in his or her life actually is idolizing some something. He is subscribed to an ideal. And you're gonna have a head-to-head of ideals if God is the first in your life. At, at least that's what you say. And that person doesn't have God as first. So you're just going to be arguing about that and it's going to be very hard to be one. Yeah. If um you're if that person doesn't have the same and, ideal. And I, and I would add this um to the people who aren't followers of Jesus, who are interested in someone who claims to be a follower of Jesus. Um and I've heard this from Christian and non-Christian sources, it's similar and I love this statement or this line of thinking. You might want to ask yourself about that person. Sana magpakatotoo na lang sila to admit that God's word and God's standards are not important to them. Because, or it's not the final yeah, say of their what, life. Like, what it might be important, saying, but it's not the most important. Yeah, or just say, I don't care. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, what does it mean to follow God? To make Him the most important. But there's no category of following God where He's just, just a friend. He is the most important. So, 
If I were the person, and I, let's say I'm not a follower of Jesus, and I'm looking at you, and you say you are, and you're willing to disregard his word, you're willing to disobey him, you're willing to go against him, this God who you supposedly have, have pledged your allegiance to, your faith in, well, what confidence do I have that you're going to stick to us in marriage? Now, sana aminin mo na lang na hindi mo siya gusto, at least nagpapakatotoo ka. Mm-hmm. Then we understand each other better. It's like the reverse side of the the fact that knowing you have a relationship with God assures me that you're going to love me. Mm-hmm. The other side, if you claim to have that, but you're not honest with Him, wh- what are we? So, yun lang. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Next question. What are your thoughts about the saying that we should start it young? I think there's a should, but eh, how can you control it? <laughs> like you and I wish mm. we still... Parang ano lang yan eh. Gusto mo ba babae o lalaki yung anak mo? Parang ako, kahit naman ano sabihin ko, makokontrol ko ba yun? <laughs> What a senseless question to ask me. Uh, <laughs> it's fun. It's fun naman too. And I would always say this, no? I would always say this, na there are pros and cons mm-hmm. to uh, starting it young or starting it old. Like, I wasn't, necess- and I wasn't exactly young when I started, when I got married and started having a family. I that think, depends what you mean by young. Yeah, you were yun pa. I mean, like, every nation people, has, uh, like, their whatever of young. Yeah. Diba na, yung iba, yung every pas- culture, every people group. Yeah. Correct. So, I mean, like, may pros and cons. Yan. Now, for me, what is young? You're starting in your teens, late teens, early 20s. Okay, yes. Yeah, may mga ganun. Diba? Uh, really, they can start getting... Like 18, 19. Ganon. 19, okay. 20, 21, 22, 23. And the pros, and con- uh, the pros of that is like, lola ka, bata ka pa. Yung mga ganon. Ganon na... na, na <laughs> Ang layo mo mag-isip. Ha? Huh? <laughs> Ang layo mo mag-isip. <laughs> uh, tapos, uh, may lakas ka pa sa retirement days nyo ng mag-asawa. Yeah. <laughs> Pag starting it old ka na, yun yung con mo. Hindi ka, lolang, lolang, lola ka na by the time na malola ka talaga sa mga anak mo. So, may mga ganun lang na na parang very obvious yeah. pros and cons. But at the end of the day, like for me personally, no, I, I, I wanted to be a mom at the age of 18. I already wanted to have children at that age. But, you know, that's not what life had for me. And I started having children. I was already 30s. And looking back, I mean, if I had children when I said that I wanted to have children, I probably wouldn't have been the best mom. I'm not still, I'm still not the best mom, but I'd be very far from how I am today because I, like, what would I have I known back then? I probably would have had issues that haven't been dealt with even during that time that I've already dealt with na right now and I have such great support in this season and time of my life that I am able to mother better than how I would have mothered back then. Yeah, so I think that's a personal thing for me on why God allowed me or gave me this kind of story. What I'm hearing with you is this is how you're making sense of what's happened so far. Yes, and this is not for all. Yes, that's why I, I said it's very personal. that you would not have been a good mom then. Because the fact is we don't know that. And you've mm-hmm. changed so much. You've grown so much. All of that to say na I'd hate for anyone in a similar situation to think, oh, I can't. Well, then I wouldn't have had a 
a better dad. I wouldn't have chosen Will. <laughs> I, I think that's one thing back then. I mean, because you weren't back in my life yet. Oh, right, right, right. So, I mean, all of those things yes, put together because yes. it's your entire history playing into this that make you makes you say na, you know, buti na lang din. Back then, I wouldn't have I wouldn't have had Joseph as the father of my children. Yeah. Would I would have I liked that? So I mean, but those are what ifs. You don't. And that's the funny thing about this question. Eh? The moment you get to time travel, basically, and saying would I have done it differently, the butterfly effect and chaos theory shows us that we, there's so much that we too many factors. Yeah. That so instead tell you, of focusing on when, who is the most important question? Now, who do you want to marry? But so someone asked me before. When did you get married? I said, I was almost 27. Did you want to get married at that age? Well, I really wanted to get married younger. And they said, why didn't you get married younger? Because I didn't know Carla when I was younger. Mm-hmm. It's that mm-hmm. simple. <laughs> like, yeah. if, if I met her then, you know, and we met at that time. Uh, but like Carla said, all of the stuff that happened in our lives that brought us together, not just meeting, because we could have met earlier, but we would have been mm-hmm. in totally different places, mm-hmm. uh, intellectually, emotionally, vocationally. It's, it wouldn't have happened. You know, the interesting thing that compl- kind of complicates no, our answers for you is that we always have we always have room for the grace of God. Yeah. Now, even if no, I look back and say, you know, it wouldn't have been the best time to be a mom or a wife when I was 18. But if God chooses to introduce himself to me in that moment, in that season of my life, it's over. No it, matter it's how hard yeah. that would have been for me or different, it would still be, have been such a grace, graceful time of my life because God was in it. Right. So I, I, that's why it's so hard to answer. And this is where the sovereignty of God comes in because we realize that no matter what what ifs could have been, what timelines, alternate timelines, and maybe you know, if, you watch the, if you watch Community, you might even think this is the darkest timeline. It is if you don't know Jesus. It will remain the darkest timeline. But maybe even if it is the darkest timeline and everything feels like it went the wrong way, mm-hmm. where something could have gone better, it went worse, it went worse, it went worse. With Jesus in your heart, it won't stay the darkest timeline. Yeah. It changes. It kind of reminds me of uh, of that verse in Psalm 139, that even darkness is as light to you. Apiria. No, no, no. Apiria. I didn't hear the sound. Galing Sobrang galing. Okay. Yeah, I've been meditating on that. Eh, na parang even in the darkest of your times, you'd see light because that is how even darkness is to God. Yeah. Right. Last set of questions under singleness. Is it wrong to not want marriage? Uh, some people are nega about it. Why do we even need marriage? Someone asked. Uh, do you want to shout out to the person who asked that question? Good friend. Anyway, you know who Pug you are. <laughs> Why do you even need marriage? Okay. And then someone brought up, how do I know that God is giving me the grace to be single all my life or I'm just traumatized mm-hmm. by marriage? Okay. Oh, so please answer all of ano those. <laughs> <laughs> is it wrong? Because <laughs> one of 54 minutes. First of all, it's not wrong right or wrong but you have to ask why do you want or not want marriage mm-hmm. and that's the value of the book uh, The Meaning of Marriage by Tim Keller where he says why do you want it so much or why do you not want it at all and here's the value of marriage even if you're not going to get married God chose marriage to be a foundation of human society and he's a, it's a picture of his relationship with us so if we look at marriage and say I don't want it because it's a broken institution because real 
everlasting love doesn't exist because everyone's just using one another, then I want to say, uh, you don't know God. Let Him show you that everlasting love, that unconditional love, that love that changes you really does exist. Now, if you know God and you say, you know what? I can experience His everlasting love. I'd love to get married if it works out, but even if it never happens, I'm fine. That is a great reason to not want marriage. So that book is really, uh, it provides a very great explanations and, you know, just really thoughts on people who under-desire marriage or over-desire it because there are two groups of people right, that kind of right. do that. Diba? Yep, like over, yep. over. Yung dapat tama, sakto ka lang, nasa gitna na, you know what, if it happens, if ha- it happens, if it doesn't, no, I'm not missing anything. Yeah. And um, I think the person who asked this kasi told me that the the person who asked him didn't want a God answer. And I was like, oh, then that's easy to answer. If you don't have God in your life, you really wouldn't want marriage. Yeah. And why, you, why would anyone want this? Why would, if you look at the stuff that you need to do in marriage and, you know, you see stories all around you of how hard it is, of how challenging it is, who would want it for that? But if you have God, then you have a completely different perspective of it of how deep it is, of how joyful it is. Everything, you know you know what they say, na parang masaya ka pag marriage, may marriage, or pag may asawa ka, uh, mahihirapan ka. Lahat yon may depth. Hindi lang siya basta masaya. Hindi lang siya basta mahirap. May lalim siya nakasama. Yep, yep, exactly. Because this is something that really is from God. So, yeah, I mean, like, that's just my point. If you don't have God in your life, if you don't subscribe to what God has to say for marriage, you really wouldn't want to be married. Yeah. I think the other thing people get weird, weirded out about, especially in religious circles, is that concept of the gift of singleness or, mm-hmm. or celibacy. And see, that's because people think, oh, do I have that gift? Gift just means grace. Does God give me the grace to be single? And the reality is God gives you the grace to be single if you're single. So for everybody who's single right now, you've got the gift right now. The grace to make the most of your work, to to experience times of being alone but not uh, completely lonely because you trust God. The gift of, like Carla said before, of being able to say yes to other people and, and engaging with them. The gift of not having to... Di mo kailang magpaalam. Kahit anong gawin mo, pwede kang pumunta kung saan-saan. Well, hindi ngayon, no? Pero pwede kang, uh, pwede kang kumuusap ng kung sino-sino because... You're single. You have that grace. And how do you know that the grace is up? When you're married. Because when you're married, now the grace is to be a husband, to be a wife. Mm-hmm. So, yun. Is it I ro- think it's uh, no, worth uh, noting also, is this a reaction from your end? Yeah. Because probably uh, either your family or your church community or your whatever is your community, no, is favoring one side over the other. Like, you should stay single or you should get married. And we don't want our vision or perspective of marriage to be tainted by that eh, or to be f- uh, to get into a decision just because of what all uh, what our surroundings tell us uh, marriage should be about or singlehood should be about. So what 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 should we do then? then we should really just ask God, God, what is it for me ba? 
And let's ask per season kasi hindi naman yan. And seasons are confined ano eh. Uh, they're, they're, they're timelines that end. And so maybe there is a timeline where it just ends for you about of you being a single person and then you enter into marriage and that's completely fine. Yep. So, yon just take note of what you are reacting to also. Because yeah. sometimes you may over-desire or under-desire it based on your personal history or personal community. Yeah. And at the end of the day, what we want is what God wants for us. And let's always be open for that. Now, if there's no obvious um, a call for you to get married yet, eh, why would you even force yeah, it? Why are we even discussing? Oh, diba? Yon. But let your love for God and also your understanding of His love for you mm-hmm. grow. So, yun. Sweetheart, here's my proposal. Mm-hmm. We've got a few more questions left. We're at one hour. Let's do question and answer and then let's answer these questions. <laughs> diba? The next segment is question and answer mm-hmm. and then we'll just answer these questions. So we're done with the whole topic. Why don't we just go straight then? Because I want to play the soundbite. Later na yon. Do you have another question set up? This is an extra longer... Ano no, do you have another question set up for question and answer? No. Ah, so you mean this is our question and answer? Right. Okay, I didn't get you. Okay. Question and answer. Alright, sweetheart, here are our questions. Okay. Additional random uh, uh, miscellaneous questions mm-hmm. about marriage. Um, How to deal with your in-laws when they say hurtful words and that kind of ties up with another question also how to honor your parents while prioritizing your spouse um yeah one of the things i'm i feel super blessed by i think i'm super blessed by is uh carla's um work mode (laughs) because when she clicks in her mind is like a, a bear trap it's like never letting this go and it can be annoying it's like we need to finish this list today you know, but one of my favorite things about her is when it clicked for her. I will leave my father and mother and be united to my husband. Boom. That's it. Uh, every once in a while, an issue will pop up and she'll be like, oh, that's true. I've decided to, to be united to my husband. And so, honestly, in-laws being hurtful and even other people being hurtful, society and parents and all of that. And even if they're not hurtful, maybe they're just expressing their, they miss you. They want to see you. The real tension lies with your spouse, with you and your spouse. Do you feel prioritized by your spouse? Or maybe you're the, the spouse in question and you're wondering, why is my wife always against my parents? Why is my wife always against my family? What they're calling for is you. You need to lean in to him or to her and let your spouse know, I prioritize you. Because they can live with anything else that happens outside. Um, what matters though is do they feel that if push comes to shove, if you really have to choose, you're gonna be uniting with your spouse. And this has basis. This is not because um, I feel like many of especially in the Philippines, I guess, or in like honor shame societies mm. or communities where your honor for your parents is like really, really high. And that, that should be. I mean, even the Bible yeah. says that honor your mother and your father. But Honor is not the same as obey. Mm-hmm. Okay? Honor is like a deep respect putting into position the your relationship. It's Parang value. Just, I value I you. I value you as you are my mom, you are my dad, but it doesn't mean I need to follow everything. I mean, 
even our parents know that they can't follow they can't let their kids follow everything that they want you to do right and you shouldn't you're two different people or you're i mean you're, you're all different people and i think that's a very good distinction for us that we should honor but not everything that they do we should obey or or just follow blindly and the fact that the bible commands that you leave your father and your mother for this leave meaning you are already becoming a new unit by yourselves you and your spouse and that calls for prioritization right away na hindi ko na pwedeng priority yung mom and dad ko the way that I would prioritize them before. And in fact, this priority that calls me to prioritize my sp- spouse right now is also the one that's telling me that I must protect. We must protect each other because I am now leaving the protection that I actually had under the turf of my mom and my dad before. And now before it's just this. us. Yeah, now it's just us. Now we are to protect each other and whoever comes under this house if I give give birth to like how many children, my job is to raise them and to protect them until they all also leave Leave my home for their own spouses. Yeah. So, Carla's right. A lot of this is a false sense of guilt that's put on us and it's not from God. Mm -hmm. And so, you have to hear God's word about these kinds of things. And one thing that's really helpful, I don't know if we've mentioned it here, sweetheart, but it's super crucial. Uh, if they have a, an older couple that they can walk with, yeah, I, think I don't we know if did, we've yeah. mentioned that. No, mm-hmm. no. Of course we have. <laughs> have you not done it yet? No, just kidding. Mm-hmm. Uh, but a couple who can help you process. Because these are good things. Eh? Two good things that yes. seem to be fighting each other. And, and we so often confuse because um, not obeying the wishes of our parents as dishonoring. There is an honorable way to disagree yeah. with your parents. And how they will react to this is already deal. beyond Uh-oh. you. That's Uh-oh. not that's not something that you can control anymore. Mm-hmm. We have to be admitted that even if I did it the most honorable, honorable, honorable way possible, it's just it's just not up to me to elicit the kind of reaction that I actually want from my parents. They Very will well react said. the way that yep. they will react, and we also have to gain that understanding that if they do react in a way that we don't really that doesn't really encourage us is because they're parents. Have you been listening to my podcast on ENC leaders? Because that's really good what you just said. <laughs> <laughs> no, but really, because um, parents are parents. I think that's what parenting or being a mom did to me. I was able to understand more of where my parents are coming from. And that that calls for a certain kind of grace. To really understand that if they do react in a way that doesn't really encourage me, it's because they're parents. And they weren't coming from a malicious, malevolent place. Yes. Uh, They weren't out to put you down. But they have a set of, they have a system, they have a set of values that probably just don't work well with you having a spouse. (laughs) I can't forget, Carla was holding Philip in the hospital bed. And she looked at me and said, sweetheart, you've got to help me when this boy gets married. I'm not going to want to let him go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I said, what in the world are you talking about? You just gave birth. But she could already tell that, okay, I, I cannot not see him that way. And that's me with self-awareness. Imagine how many parents out there are probably not aware of what's happening to their yeah. own hearts. It's, it's driven by love. It's driven by care. Right. It's driven by history. So we just really need to be understanding and firm in the right places. Yep. 
All right. How to inc- next question? How? That's not a question. How does this person inc- How how can I encourage there my husband go. to lead me spiritually? Yeah. You know, a, a very simple uh, response to this is: we cannot dictate what other people do. We can't. We can. We're responsible for our part, and when we do our part. Um, honestly, it will influence and, and nudge them to move in that direction. But we cannot dictate that. So for someone asking that question, I would say, look into what it means to... This is a, a wife, it sounds like. Look into what it means to be a godly wife. What is God calling you to do as a wife? And do that. Don't be the husband. And don't be your husband's pastor or your husband's um, discipler or your husband's trainer, because that's not what God's called you to do. God called you to be a, a wife. Same thing with husbands. If you look at your wife and you, I wish she was more like this, I wish she was more like that. Well, that's her business. That's for her to do before God. You do what God called you to do. And uh, let's see what comes from there. So, yeah. What is that verse again where it says that by the behavior of the wife, you are... In Peter, yeah. What is that again? First uh, Peter 3, verse... What is this? One, two, two. Two. Likewise, wives, be subject to your own husband, so that even if some do not obey the word, they may be won without a word by the conduct of their wives when they see your respectful and pure conduct. Um, this, I think the the main value in here or the main practice that you could use uh, that is very powerful in anything if you want to, I wouldn't say lead because I don't want you to lead your husband in that sense. But if you want to influence somebody to do something that is important, that is right in life, modeling is a very powerful tool. You first do what you want somebody else to do. And that's very helpful even for parenting. And I'm not talking about you spiritually leading your husband. Na, oh, mag-service ka. Oh, ano, basa ka ng Bible. Hindi. Show your conduct of how it is to actually be led by God yourself. And uh, let's trust in that uh, when, when, when your husband sees that in you, he will follow suit and he will see something that is really valuable in what you're doing. And when that finally happens, that actually is key to him leading you spiritually. Right. So the most encouraging thing we can do is to obey God with our part. And then there. Yes. One last question. Mabigat yung last question. Okay, kaya inisip pa namin. So, mga one hour to, no? Oo. Ikaw na. Ikaw na. No, touch move. <laughs> ha- what do you do when you find out that your husband has cheated for 10 years? Actually, I've had a couple of that eh, na may infidelity involved. Yeah. First of all, when asked about divorce, Jesus said, God never wanted for the married couple to ever split up. Mm-hmm. So Matthew 19 verse 3 says, Pharisees came up to him and tested him by asking, is it lawful to defor- divorce one's wife for any cause? He answered, have you not read that he who created them from the beginning made them male and female and said, therefore a man shall leave his father and mother and hold fast to his wife and the two shall become one flesh. So they are no longer two, but one flesh. 
whatever what therefore God has joined together, let man not separate. But they don't stop. They say, well, why did Moses command one to give a certificate of divorce to send her away? And he said to them, because of your hardness of heart, Moses allowed you to divorce your wives. But from the beginning, it was not so. And I say to you, whoever divorces his wife, except for sexual immorality, and marries another, commits adultery. And what this verse is saying is uh, it's never, you know, undoing the marriage covenant was never God's heart. Divorce is never part of God's heart. But that being said, because of sinfulness, uh, in this case, sexual immorality, that that is a allowable, uh, acceptable reason for divorce. That being said, we know couples who have had uh, times of infidelity and chose to stay together and trust God about each other. A lot of pain, a lot of hurt, a lot of crying, and also a lot of grace comes out of that. The difference here, I would say, is the 10 years. Eh? Uh, so if I was talking to this couple like face-to-face, I would wonder, is the person repentant? And by repentant, I don't mean sorry that they got caught. I don't mean feels bad about the consequences. I mean someone who's like, I, I know what I did wrong. I don't want to do that again. If they are, then great. But if they aren't, then I don't know. I don't know if they would want to stay. Though I do know people who have chosen to stay. And I've asked them, uh, older couples, uh, particularly an, an older uh, woman in church, and that was her story. And I asked her and I said, well, you know, you can leave. And and she said, but I don't think God's telling me to leave. And wow, okay. So, a decision here. I think I just want to answer the whole question of what to do. I think it all depends on your decision if you're going to stay with this person or not. And that decision also is uh, related to how your spouse is reacting if this husband is yun nga sinabi ni Joe repentant ba siya o hindi uh, dun kasi magmumula yung decision mo na oh sige willing ako to stay kasi I can see naman this person is repentant and but whatever your decision is do prepare to be in pain do prepare to not get over it so easily na just because you made a decision it everything else is just nullified and you know you just forget about it it's hard that is infidelity that's something that god doesn't ever want to happen uh, i read it somewhere now when you have a breakup the reason why uh, we're hurting and we should be hurting that's what the article says we should hurt when we break up because it's a picture of what god never Not wants forever, to happen uh, some of you who are going to hear that and be like oh yeah the past five years of hurting stop it okay you were together for one <laughs> month get over it so it does hurt Depend for a while. <laughs> no but if it does hurt it's actually just right that you get hurt because this is a picture of what god never wants to happen for us and him between our our relationship between God and ourselves, He never wants us to break up, and this is why every breakup is actually reflective of that. What God never wants to happen between us, and um, I feel like even more so in marriage when that's that's a kind of breakup when you find that uh, your spouse has practiced infidelity 
And that just, I don't know, it just ruins you in a whole different level. Like level of trust and all that. Nevertheless, if you choose to continue, I think, or not continue, just don't think that it'll, it'll be over right away. Yeah. It'll take some time. Like any deep wound, it does not close up just like that. We need to give it some time. And I feel like by understanding that, you are already practicing so much grace on yourself and on your spouse because uh, you're not hurrying eh, to get things back to normal or to how it was pre you knowing that the spouse was cheating. It's like all of us eh, in this corona time na we, we can't just go back to pre-corona. When this is over, we can't just say that I'm going to resume whatever life I've left in, in the pre-corona period. And just, you know, get back on that track all over again. Because it's just going to be a new world. There's just going to be a new you and a new spouse. And if God, if you allow God's grace to work in your lives, even this new thing with you and your spouse can even actually be a greater thing. It could bring you to an even greater level. But that's if God is in it. Thank you, sweetheart, for taking uh, such a heavy topic of infidelity and making it heavier by connecting it to the pandemic. Okay. <laughs> That's my talent. Eh. Yeah, yeah. Okay, lalapit sa akin pag may problema diba? si kayo. Huwag uh, kayong lalapit sa akin pag may problema kayo. Hindi ko kayo ihahag. Sasabihin ko sa inyo, ito ang reality. Ha? Tapos, okay, tanggapin nyo yan. <laughs> Ngayon, ito pa ang mas malala- malalang reality. Okay, okay. But what I do like about what, what Carla said is um, when we face those facts, it allows us to experience the grace of God because eh? we're not in denial. And the couples we know who have gone through this, sweetheart, um, you know, they've told us that it was painful, it was difficult, they blamed each other. Um, sometimes the the party who who was aggrieved, yung walang ginawang mali, hindi nag-cheat, sila yung sobrang, magugulat sila, they get hurt again randomly, after months or years of quote-unquote being okay, and the party who, who did the wrong is is patient with that because it's like, well, alam ko naman, matindi talaga yung ginawa ko, and I'm, you know, God's walking us through this process. So, with God, siguro yeah. yun yung ending note natin. Wala naman talagang ano. Yeah, eh. and you know, the reason why I'm, I was saying that then naman kasi, it's added pressure yeah. to expect that things will be okay all yeah. over again, just like that. And just because it's still hurting, that doesn't mean God's not moving in right. both of you. Right. Yeah. Ayaw ko na mag-add kasi baka mamaya. Mas lalo pa silang masad. Let's compare it na lang to the bubonic plague. Diba? Or ano, influenza. Ganyan. So, anyway... Well, that's it for our marriage Oy, We're episode. not laughing about the pandemic. Natawa lang kami sa mga sarili namin. Ba't na. <laughs> tayo ganito? <laughs> but yeah, we hope you guys are okay wherever you are in the world and yep. however you are doing in this time of um, corona. We thank you for being with us and enduring the how many episodes on marriage we have finally ended. Yeah. We have answered almost everything Next week, we're talking list. about something else. Definitely. But um, if you have uh, questions, suggestions, you can 
let us know. You can email joeandcarlapodcast at gmail.com. You can also uh, join our Facebook discussion group, Anything Goes with Joe and Carla. Super fun, the conversations there mm-hmm. and the stories of the other people as well. Yep. That's it. All right. Thanks, guys. See ya.